I'm going. I will go on record with saying this. It has just as much character as an Alpha Romeo. Oh, no, that's right. That's I'm, out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> 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 Hello and welcome to the Car Nerd Talks podcast where we talk about cars, would you believe? Uh, we're all car nerds here, very obsessed, and all three of us, four of us actually, sorry, are Drive Tribe Riders. This is episode two. If you haven't watched last week, definitely check that out. We have another guest from last week here. Alex is joining us once again. And uh, this week we're going to be talking with two more fantastic Drive Tribe creators who in a moment will introduce themselves. If you haven't liked or subscribed on YouTube or Spotify, don't forget to do that. Uh, we're going to be doing these every Saturday and hopefully live soon, but this coronavirus thing is making that a, a little bit trickier than usual. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to go around the table and let these guys introduce themselves. And like last week, I'm going to do it in alphabetical order to keep things fair, which means, Alex, you are uh, first up this time. Let us know a little bit about yourself and your favorite car. Uh, Alex Perrier, as you saw on uh, last week's podcast, uh, please check me out on Drive Tribe. <laughs> and your favorite car? Favorite car, I would say SSC Tautara. Love that thing. Nice. And finally, just one thing I did forget to ask last time. Anything you want to promote, like anything in particular you want to send people to? My Drive Tribe account. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much it. <laughs> Okay, but next up we have Charles. Uh, same same thing to you. I uh, I'm Charles North the sixth actually. Um, I I write my reviews on NorthAutoReviews.com on NorthAutoReviews on DriveTribe.com. Uh, okay, all that's all I pretty much do. And my favorite car is the 2014 Chevrolet Camaro Z28. Oh, nice. Okay, I like that one. And I guess what you want to promote is is a North Auto Review, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. That's my baby. Awesome. Okay. And uh, finally, Tejas, um, yes, tell us so, a little bit about yourself. Yes, so I'm Tejas Kokcha from India, and uh, I've been writing about cars for the last three years. And if you talk about if you talk to me about my favorite car, then it keeps on changing every year. <laughs> so it's not okay. one, one car that has stayed constant has been the R8. Okay. So R8 okay, is not perfect. bad. <laughs> it's good. It's basically a Lamborghini just without all the flash. So yeah. I like it, yeah. So it, 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 it keeps you discreet, but if you're lucky. <laughs> Okay, and uh, is there anything you want to promote other than Drive Tribe or, it, or just Drive Tribe? Drive Tribe, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And there's my Instagram, which I'm running in like a magazine kind of format. Okay, with fantastic. Some help from Photoshop and all. Uh, whatever I can Drive Tribe, the best of it makes it to my Instagram, which I've been putting into a custom template that I've made in Photoshop. Okay, cool. Awesome. And what's the handle on that, just so we can put it up after in the description? It's at the rate Tejas, T-E-J-A-S okay. dot K dot K underscore 26. Okay, perfect. Then we'll put that in the description along with North Auto Review and the Drive Tribe for everyone. Perfect. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Cool. So we're going to jump in and uh, same as last week we do, uh, we'll kind of start with the past and work our way to the future. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll open that up by asking people what are their favorite classic cars this week. 
Um, and I'll jump in. Uh, Charles, maybe if you want to go first, because you're on the left of my screen, I'll work across. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, my favorite classic car has to be, not signing bias, it's the 1969 Chevrolet Camaro ZL1. That right, is, okay. That's a beauty of a car. It's a stripped-down Z28, and they just took the Corvette motor, threw it in there, and just sent it to the drag strip, killing a, a, like a 12-second quarter mile time or something like that it's it hasn't been heard of in a long time and only 69 were made so um i was watching a barrett jackson if you've heard of that um yeah, no i need to check that out cool an all, an all original 69 zl1 went for almost half a million dollars back in wow. 2013 so, and what, what, uh, what block did you say? So they put a Corvette block in that. What was that? Was that a, a five liter or, or what, what engine? Four, I think it was a 427. I believe it was a 427. Oh, okay. 427 cubic inch. I'm not sure yeah. what that is in metric. I'm not, not it down on these uh, Imperials. Seven. I, think, I think it's seven liters. Oh, like the, uh, that's a seven liter. Jesus. I believe so. Wow. Correct wow. me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's a seven liter. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, that, well, that's an awesome choice, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Alex, you're in the middle of my screen, so go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, I was I was originally, recently going over the Top Gear specials and all that, and I stumbled across the uh, Patagonia special where Richard was driving the Ford Mustang Mach 1, and ever since that, I just loved how it looked. I absolutely fell in love with it after that. I was... Yeah, that'd be a lot, but the sound of that thing—it's amazing. Yeah, I was watching the Patagonia special actually. Funny enough, like three or four days ago, and so it was really funny when you brought it up because that Mac One—I love uh, Richard Hammond introduces it. And he says, uh, "So they wanted to make the Mac One bigger, so that's what they did. They made it bigger, and they literally just put like an extension at the front of the engine. Yeah, so, like, they just made it bigger. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that. It's like a yeah, giant but... gap they have at the front." Yeah, but Just it has dog. Yeah, how much? The main thing the main thing with the Mark One is that it defines what America thinks about muscle cars. It's like it's like the perfect example if you want to explain it to somebody that this is what is a muscle car. Yes. So yeah. And everybody said like a big engine, big car, big muscle, big attitude. Yeah. And also, it was kind of the last of the, uh, I think Hammond talked about it in the series, it was like, it was the last of the unrestricted V8s, because shortly after there was the um, the oil crisis in the 70s, and they started yes, restricting yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. So yes. That was kind of the last, like, full bore, just pure mechanical power. It was a really awesome car. Really good oh choice. Um, yeah. Tejas, um, I'm sorry, it, it is Tejas, right? Because now I feel like I'm saying it wrong again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's because I'm here in Mexico, so now when I see a J in a name, I assume it's like a Y, so I keep saying chaos. That's, yeah, so I'm just trying to get there. Um, so what is your uh, classic car of choice for this week? My classic car of choice is the Lamborghini Mura. Okay, awesome. Because for me, it defines what classic Italian cars are all about. Basically, yeah. it's the perfect bedroom wall poster. Yeah. And it's the car that pulled the pants of Ferrari. Uh -huh. That is from where Lamborghini started. That are the roots of it. Yeah. Well, that's... So that's show that this is Lamborghini, that's it. 
Yeah, and that's that's what uh, Ferruccio Lamborghini wanted to do. He he was he had an argument, I believe, over a clutch mechanical problem with Enzo Ferrari himself, and was like, "Screw this! I'm going to go set up my own car company." And finally, with the Mura, it was kind of yeah, it was like, "Okay, screw you, Ferrari, we're done." Now. It's like with yeah. the Mura. If you start, if you type Mura in your you know internet, yeah, Google Mura. So what happens is that there are hundreds of stories. Yeah. Ferruccio did this, Enzo did this, then Ferruccio did this, then Enzo did this, and then at the end you come up to the Ferrari versus Lamborghini kind of battle. So yeah, it leads you to that. Yeah, and also I did an article recently about that on Drive Tribe with uh, they took the idea of the Traverse engine from Mini um, because yeah. the Mini had popular at that point, so the Mini had come out like seven or eight years earlier. I think before they started building this thing, so they put the engine sideways. It was the first ever Traverse V12 in the back. It was really, really cool. And then what wasn't it that the um, obviously you've been doing some research about this, but wasn't it the doors when they opened looked like bullhorns? Was the idea or something? So yeah, it was yeah, really- it, it was because if you if you look at Ferrari, excuse me, if you look at Ferrari, they they want to display the horse thing, and then Lamborghini go crazy and say, ah, they're trying to do the ball. So yeah. <laughs> they want to go with the horses, and so it's kind so, of it's uh, every Lamborghini. If you look, it looks like a bull is raging at you. Yeah, yeah. No, they're stunning cars. Unfortunately, they're they're starting. I think now with like the likes of the Aventador the last few years to go back to that kind of craziness yeah, because for yeah, a while yeah. I felt like the Gallardo and the Murcielago were a bit more restrained, which is not what for Lamborghini is about. They're supposed to be insane. So, um, actually, yeah. that leads me on as well with this classic car talk. So, I will tell mine in a minute. But Alex, I've been noted here that I saw on your page you spotted a, la- a Volkswagen Gia in. I did classic cars. What the hell? Like, what what happened there? Well, I mean, not only that, there was a Volkswagen Gia. There was a bunch of old Jags, a bunch of classic Sobs. There was a Aston Martin Lagonda, which they only made 645 of those. There was yeah. a Citroen SM, and then a old Quattroporte, all in one old abandoned, not abandoned lot, like a garage. They were all rusted, just sitting there in Delaware. It was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, don't forget that Corvette you sent me. That's oh, cool. yeah, and there was also the Corvette. What was it again? <laughs> it was a, a Manta Ray. Yeah. I actually had, I actually had to look up. I, I, the rear looked very familiar. I was, familiar. I was like, is that a Manta Ray? I went, look up, I looked at the rear. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and there was also that Alpha, too. The Alpha, yeah, was it I the 124? I thought it was a 164. 164. 164. Yeah, and I told you I want to go down and actually just buy it off of yeah. the guy. Yeah, I was so surprised um, because Delaware, you expect you expect like nothing here, and then you just see like a giant lot of cars that you'll probably never see again, and it was like <laughs> coolest thing ever. Yeah, the, I yeah, think like, the coolest thing for me was that I drove a. Uh, I actually was able to drive a Carmen Gear maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, I met a guy. Oh, wow. I, met a, I met a guy at a car show. I was handing out my business cards because when I take pictures at car shows, I'll. You know, give them my business card. That way, they could see their cars in my in my photos if they so choose to. When I post them up, he emailed me and said, "Hey, you want to test drive my Carmen Gear that I got?" I was like, "Sure." He also had a an old '70s 911 Carrera. He was going to let me test oh, drive. Oh wow! I haven't oh, talked wow. to him since. 
I guess maybe he didn't like me. I don't know. But I got <laughs> I actually tried to get in contact with him. He said, oh, you can drive it on a beautiful day because, you know, it's uh, whatever. But I got to drive the Carmen Kia, yeah. and that was a fun car, but it was a bit uncomfortable. But I understood where Volkswagen was coming from trying to make that car. I think they should have kept it going. I loved yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's a cool name, too. Yeah. The thing is that when the car, when, when like Volkswagen owns Audi and Lamborghini, we all know that. And then the, I, I, the, it's, it's a bit off topic, but if you talk to me about General Motors, they are like the biggest enemies in my eyes. They, they've literally killed Saab. <laughs> it looks like they've killed Holden. And what the hell is going on? You don't want profit. You're, you're killing the cars. For, you're killing the company. I and was confused. That Volkswagen is ending that and Volkswagen is doing that. So, I, I was sales? confused when they closed, when they shut down Holden because I didn't see yeah. that being an issue. Yeah, yeah. I fell in love with Holden with yeah. that top. Yes, yeah, he was from nowhere. Yeah, I, I don't get. But you know, let's be honest here. GM has never been an. Um, no, that's wrong. Actually, GM was an awesome company. But the problem, I think, the problem is the same with every other company now, which is even Lamborghini now and, and all these big uh, Italian makers and Aston Martin are starting like it's more about selling cars now than it ever was you know so like they're just looking at raw numbers they don't care about the enthusiasm it's all about quantity it's not about quantity yeah. That's yeah. how they find it. Like I found I found something the other day, which is in nineteen seventy-three to seventy-eight, I think it is, GM made a camper van. And this thing was fucking awesome, right? This is such a cool camper van. And it like changed the way people started campers afterwards. And it was just people in GM were like, all these camper vans are terrible. Can we have like twenty million dollars and we'll just build one better here? And GM execs were like, Yeah, please go ahead, do it. Whereas now it will be like, oh, but we won't sell many of those, so don't even bother trying. You know, like it's. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, if, if you look at cars now, like when people make, like when automakers end up taking big risks, like let's talk about Pontiac Aztec, for example. Everybody yeah. hated that thing. It was a risk that yeah. they took. And like there's that select few people who do like appreciate that they even made it. Yeah. But then most people just. It ends up ruining their reputation when people make big risks. Yeah. So it's a make or break situation. It's a make or break situation. Yeah, I just I just yeah, wish some true. of them would do. I wish some of them would do things like they used to because the the Mura that you spoke about, that was kept in secret from Ferruccio Lamborghini. Like that was made behind his back, and they launched that as kind of a risk because it wasn't what the company did at the time. And look what it did to Lamborghini. It sent them into bankruptcy times, but let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes those risks are worth it and you have to make them, you know. But it's just not the way things are being done anymore, which is why I kind of like that you've got some smaller automakers. Like, I think we're going to see this again with electric cars because, like, everything can't be boring with electric cars because Tesla is ahead of the big guys at the moment. So now the big guys are going to have to make some risks with their electrics, I think. And that's where... It's going to move, you know? I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, got I don't know how you beat the Cybertruck. <laughs> funny enough, I'm not a big fan of Tesla. I'm not. I've, <laughs> test, driven, I've test driven the... I, uh, I don't understand. The main reason why I hate Tesla 
is because of Elon Musk. I mean, he's recently tweeted the market shares are up, and now he's like mortgaging everything and saying that now I have to bring the share up. What, what the heck? What, what does he think he is? He wants publicity. What? I don't understand. <laughs> You are you are the future of automation. Everybody is viewing as the future. Most of us, when you talk about electric cars, Tesla is the first one that comes to your mind, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, but and then the owner comes up and says something in a tweet, and but listen, look, there. there's what you need to understand, right? And I've been watching this. I'm not American either, right? So, so what you need to understand is. There's been a trickle down of uh, powerful, powerful people in America saying stupid things on Twitter, and one of those got into the White House. So ever since they, everyone else has thought, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, even that, uh, okay. it's it's good having CEOs like Elon Musk too, because I mean, like he's so lighthearted and all that. Like he's absolutely a brilliant person. If you look at the Joe Rogan podcast as an example, you just heard him blabber off about stuff that who knows what he was talking about. But Joe he Rogan still has a great, and he still has a great sense of humor. Like the the boring company, like made a flamethrower yeah. and all that. It's like you got to admire him for that, though. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I don't understand, Charles. You 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 drove a Tesla and you didn't like it. Well, what? Well, what the hell? I I I enjoyed what the electric car companies can do, as in like you know the instant torque, all yeah. that other stuff, but. It's just something about Tesla that throws me off. Like when I sit inside a Tesla, I feel like I'm in a Mercedes a bit, but a knockoff version. Okay. Right. When I look when I look at the rear view, when I look at the side mirror, I see the profile of a fifth gen Camaro. Yeah. So he's taking a lot of design cues and just putting it as one. And then to make matters worse, the car actually looks like the key fob to a Porsche. <laughs> I never looked at it that way, but that's so true. It looks that just is, like that. Yeah. Like, like Elon Musk sat there and was like, let me design a car that looks just like a Porsche key fob. No. If I wanted to go, if I wanted to go electric car, I would, honestly, I'd go with one of the bigger manufacturers, like maybe the Nissan Leaf or maybe even what I drove, the Chevrolet Bolt EV. I honestly yeah. like that one. I, I don't know, like, I, it, it's probably an unpopular point from me, but I I love Tesla cars, right? I, I think they're really cool. And after being in a Model S and, like, racing it a little bit, uh, my friend lent it to me for a day, and I may have had a bit of fun with it. But um, I, didn't, I didn't tell him, obviously. And then we put autopilot on, on the motorway in Dublin, which is hardly illegal. But again, didn't tell him that. But anyway, uh, the only thing I will say is, I think the problem with Tesla for me right now... Uh, except the Cybertruck and the Roadster, is the other models all look a bit boring now. Because, like, the, yeah. the S was... Uh, when was the S released? It must have been, what, 2012, 13? Something like that? Uh, yeah. Somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in, and, I and, just graduated high school from that. Yeah, and the Model 3 and the Model Y and the Model X all are basically just derivations of that. So I feel like they haven't made any... Model S came out in 2012. Okay. Yeah. That was the year after yeah. I graduated. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I no disrespect to Tesla. They have come up with something really good. But yeah. I think that the Model 3 looks bad. When you line yeah. it up against the Julia and the I mean, M3 and the Mercedes and even an Audi. I mean, it looks, it looks like, 
I mean, I don't understand what it is. It, it's just the design cues are a bit off for a sedan or saloon I, kind of a thing. I don't know if I would call it bad more than I would call it generic. But I know yeah. Jason had something to yeah, say about that as well. Yeah, you know, you and then this and this. Yeah, generic's a better word. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just think they... They all just look a bit samey, and it's fine. Like they, they're not bad-looking cars. They're not bad-looking cars. It's yeah, just it's when they were out. new. Yeah, when they were new, they look they look different and great. But now, because they haven't changed it in like coming up on ten years, it's kind of getting to that point where you're like, okay, well, stop making just a derivation of the same car. You know, make something different. Yeah, like the new you know? Nissan yeah. 370Z. Yeah, oh my gosh, uh, and you. The other thing is the Model 3 is not, it's supposed to be a mass production cheap car. That is not a cheap car. Like, is it just me or is that not a cheap car? They're using it as a selling point because you can get it for dirt cheap, but most people who buy the Model 3 will not be getting the bare bones version. They're going to be getting like the tri-motor that gets close to 300 miles of range. Nobody's getting the basic model. Because I think it starts at what thirty five. Actually, Charles, you may or Tejas, you may know more about the price range than me. Because I know you guys write a hell of a lot more than me. I don't know how, but anyway, um, you, do you know what it actually starts at price wise? I think it's thirty five, uh, right? Yeah. 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 The thing with me is that I might write more, but I don't write about Teslas. <laughs> it starts at starts at thirty nine thousand. Thirty-nine. Stuff has been about Sizzinger and all that kind of stuff, and Cohen is Okay. So I mean, it doesn't work for me. Go ahead. I've been Tesla and they do like bad. So I thought the not good for me is not good for anybody. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Charles, you can still hear and everything. I saw. I saw you just muting, just checking. You can still hear yeah, everything. I was checking. Okay, cool. Just making sure. I apologize for that, probably, if it sounded oh, yeah. loud. No, it was actually fine. Don't worry about it. I'm going um, to move the studio, flashy things, you know, water, coffee, and <laughs> Well, what we're going to do now is move away from Tesla, because uh, if, if we don't do that, we'll have everybody shout at us, because they're worse than Apple fanboys. Um, <laughs> oh, I, have, I have android so i'm all good <laughs> i just want to like um i'm gonna do a, a very uh hammondy thing and start on a depressing note so basically every single car manufacturer right now is down 40 percent other than that apple company we just spoke about a moment ago so that leads me on to something really depressing which is uh charles i see you had a kia seltos for a week um what was that punishment for excuse me I see you had a Kia for a week. What was the punishment for? Oh, um, <laughs> it, it, it's just something that I receive. I, um, I'm always asking companies to give me their press cards. It wasn't much of a punishment, actually. I quite enjoyed that car. I, I saw your article. You, know, you seem to say that it was very competent. Yeah, it was. No, it was uh, yeah. The thing is that what Charles is saying, you, I, I'm in India, you all know that. So, if you come around here, it's been, I think, around six months that the Celtos has been released there. And literally everybody, I am telling you, everybody, including my father and me, are going haywire that the moment we have the 10 lakh rupees, which is Indian currency, we're going to buy a Celtos. <laughs> yeah. Everybody is liking it. And it's not that, I mean, the 
the moment ki i have stepped up in india and everybody is like oh my god they're the savior because india is dominated by hyundai it is dominated by maruti suzuki which is this suzuki so it's been it's been monotonous you see 300 hyundai i mean you just step out and you see hyundai so the yeah. moment it's it's nothing with kia and indians like suv and kia seltos is something that cheap also if you look yeah, at the it yeah the seltos i like, drove was almost 30000 like it. and it looks good you know this got the essence it's got futuristic looks it's got nice looks because where hyundai i'm not disrespecting them or anything but even hyundai cars and maruti cars has been a bit it's been a bit of a, not it doesn't really nice a design look Well, same, same, same. Even the well, Hyundai have been doing yeah. very nice recently. So, well, yeah, what Charles makes the car so good? Because you wrote the article. What makes it competent? What makes What's it competent? Oh, um, the, the first thing, the, the first thing that a buyer wants in a car for me. It's not boring. It's not boring at all. It's, it, <laughs> it, it has. It has. I would. I'm going. I would go on record with saying this. It has just as much character. As an Alfa Romeo. Oh no, that's right. That's I'm out. Okay. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> And we've lost Jason. <laughs> Honestly, it, it it since it's because it's pointing towards the young crowd, um, you know the the the, the ambient lighting, the you know it, it it speaks to a younger crowd. And since I'm not young, but I'm not old either, I. It, it 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 talks to me in that sense where it's like, hey, look, I'm I can get up, I can dance, and you can dance in your own car, stuff like that. You know, yeah. it, it it's a bit of a club scene, and I it's don't know. that character that Alfa Romeo has for the young kids. Now, I appreciate an Alfa Romeo. I love Alfa Romeo. I had a I had a Julia for a week last year, and you know, my my father-in-law. I'm jealous. Quite- I am jealous. I- It wasn't, it wasn't a quadrifoglio. I've driven a quadrifoglio. I couldn't keep my foot off the accelerator with that. <laughs> but I, mean, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Kia in general, their styling went from, I mean, similar to Tesla now, super generic. But now, all their cars are very stylish, and they're keeping up with the trends, like the rear light bars and all of that. Not, not the soul. Yeah. Not the soul. Yeah. The soul is It's a baby Land Rover. It's literally just a baby Land Rover that's just as yeah. bad as anything else out there. I hate I mean, it. Well, so kind of motto when they are advertising the Seltos in India, it's like uh, the young, young, young actor, Indian actor comes and says "badass." He just literally says that. That's what they are kind of convey to the to the buyers. They is badass, and you just and and me for me honestly, I was being a bit. you know devil's advocate because i do actually like the new kias and if you look at the kias that were introduced in like 2003 they were the most generic boring crappy pieces of shit to yeah. be honest uh, yeah so whereas now I, the other day i saw um one of the high end kias i can't remember what it is it's the sedan it's a, it's a, oh, it's a the stinger 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 yeah i saw i saw one of those in front of me and i was driving along and i had like i saw it in front of me and it, And I, I looked at it. I was like, "That is a really slick car." And then my like kind of face tilted. I'm like, "Whoa, is that is that a Kia?" Like, and I had to like fly past it to look in my rear mirror. I was like, "That's a Kia." And I'm like online afterwards, being like, "Kia looks good now. What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> it looks like an Audi from the back. 
Since yeah. yeah. This was designed by Audi and BMW. Yes. Uh, the yes, two yes, guys yes, from there. Yes, yes, yes. And you I love that. Thing, yeah. I loved it when I drove that. It I looks very German. Drive. Yeah. Yes. Thanks to them. But I, I got to drive that as a, uh, I didn't get it as a loaner car, but I was back when I was test driving cars, asking dealerships if I can test drive their cars when I first started out. Oh, that I loved. Uh, it was, it was honestly more luxurious than most of the cars I've driven at that time. And to this day, like when I drove the Kia Telluride, the Kia Telluride reminded me a lot of that Stinger with how everything was well placed, just organized and felt very your money your money well worth spent their their names if i'm honest they they tell you right is not a great name for a car no yeah (laughs) like the the giant or something like that because it's huge yes 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 yeah i feel like you could call it like the i don't know I can't even think of anything like the Chevrolet North Carolina. And you're like, well, what the hell is this? Like, you know, like it's- yeah. 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 I like how Hyundai took the Palisade, like, cause since it's yeah. on the same platform with the Telluride and just named it the Palisade. If it, they named it the Kia Palisade, that would have been a lot better. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember seeing I mean, the Kia's Palisade. definitely up their game. Yeah. I, yeah. I give them that respect, but everybody's like, oh God, it's a Kia. It's going to break down. It's just like Hyundai and, you know, the Hyundai recalls with the engines. It has that reputation still, at least here in the States. But I think they so got rid of that reputation in Ireland, where I'm from, because I remember when these came out and my dad wanted to buy one, a Kia Seed. And I remember looking at it and being like, oh God, don't put that in our driveway. You know, like, but um, he wanted to buy it because they gave a seven year warranty. And it was like, if they're confident enough to give a seven-year warranty, it must be all right, yeah. you know. And my yeah. dad was a mechanic, and he most like went and, and he was like, "They're fine," you know. Yeah, most manufacturers yeah. are given like three or five-year warranties, uh, yeah. and that's even the higher-end ones. You sit there, you look at it like, "Wow!" Like my yeah. my uh, my father-in-law, uh, his warranty was still going on, and actually still is going on since it's a 2011 model on his uh, Toyota Camry back in the day when right. was, like very was very proud of how they built their cars. Now now they're giving, yeah. I think they're still giving 10 year warranties. I have to check the build sheet of the Avalon I drove and check the warranty on that. But yeah, it was here. Wow. That's crazy. The thing with so, the um, warranty is that, it you that if it's a seven year warranty, you enter the eight years, something's going to go wrong. It's, <laughs> it, it tells. Yeah, I mean, it, it, small the the lower warranties will tell you if it, if something might go wrong. That's why when you get it, I just beat the crap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're better off doing: beating the crap out of it and let the warranty go. Like, use the warranty before it, you know. Goes <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into like upcoming cars in a minute because I know we we need to move into the future soon. Um, but I just want to go around and ask, I guess, because we asked about classic. I never answered, actually, my classic favorite is the LM002 Rambo Lambo, but we'll talk about that some other time. Um, what is your favorite current car? Um, and we'll start with, I'll start with Alex again. It's the easiest thing. We'll do alphabetical this time. I'll, I don't know. I might be a little biased in saying this, but like one that's achievable, the Mazda 6, it might not be very good driving wise, like as much as, say, an Accord would. But the interior of that thing, if it had a BMW badge on it, it would sell like hot, like 
Yes. It's an amazing car. Yes. The Honda. Yeah. I wrote an article on the Mazda 6 and how it's the best car that you can get for, I mean, sub 40,000. And that's the oh, maxed boy. out model with every single option equipped. Yeah. And that article has so many likes and comments that I have to write about a Nissan Micra now. So we're not going to talk about that too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were telling me about that with the Micra when I was writing my Kia review. Yeah. Now, so yeah, I have to write a, a review of a, a review talking about how amazing the pink convertible Nissan Micra is. Um, so, you don't yeah. honestly have to say it's amazing unless you actually think it's really amazing. Because I let Toyota know how bad the GT86 is infotainment system was. They got back to me and said, "Thanks for your feedback." GM, I let them know about their uh, sunroof visor. They said, "All right, great, we'll look into it." Yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to get on to GM as well because uh, I had a Chevrolet Aveo when I came to Mexico first. And uh, one night we flipped it over coming down a country rain. And uh, okay. yeah, well, we're fine. Pretty bad crash, but the airbags never deployed. Um, so <laughs> I need to have a quick chat with GM and be like, look, good in a rollover situation. But if I had to hit anything hard, I would have been fucked. Yeah, yeah. So, that's that's the same. My sister crashed my Buick Century. The uh, airbags never deployed, and that was a that was a uh, she hit she did somebody on the highway. Her Jesus. airbags didn't fall. Yeah, the only thing is I'm in Mexico, and you know, according to the Mexican government, the Mexican life isn't worth anything. So the GM won't do anything about it, you know. Uh, but let's, <laughs> let's not get into geopolitics. Um, <laughs> so Charles, what's your favorite uh, current car at the moment? Oh, uh, how current's current? Is it the 2020 to... It's still... No, as long as it's still selling now. Okay. Um, it would have to be then the Kia Stinger. Yeah, okay. God damn it. You stole my car. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. It's fine. Uh, I have another one. It's a bit faster than the Kia, and it looks a little bit better, but we'll get on to that in a... Um, actually, I'll just tell now because... Tejas, I'm going to ask you in a second, and I want to ask you about one of your articles as well. It'll move us into the uh, the upcoming section. So I'll just my favorite right now is a real obvious one. It's the Lamborghini Aventador. I've just been on this like Lamborghini feed the last while, and I just I know it's unattainable. And, and you guys went clever here, and we're like, let's give cars that people can afford. But I, I just love it. It's the little red button that you start. Yeah. It's just, no, it's just that's the, so the Aventador. Cool. Yeah. Is this cool? Yes, it is cool because it's like an F-16 fighter jet. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like I'm not just starting my engine; I'm preparing for war. You know, like, uh, no, yeah. the bit, the bit that frustrates me a lot is that at first Lamborghini they had like that little switch, but before you actually had to open it, before yeah. you could press a start button. But apparently, they had so many complaints that Lamborghini ended up having to make a hole in like the little red switch that yes. you have to open up so they could turn it on. I'm like. That ruins the whole experience because that feels like a moment. You know, you're starting up your Lamborghini and all yeah. hell's about to break loose. And then yeah, that's, why, like, that's why I just buy the older one. If, yeah. I ever, if I ever own one, I will purposely never use that hole. In fact, I'll probably put a sticker over it that says, like, do not touch or caution danger or something, you know? Yeah. Because you want it. Like, like you said, you want it to feel like war is about to start, you know? You're like, I'm yeah. just going to go and. Yeah. It's like I'm going to the shop to pick up some vegetables to make my vegan diet. I'm not vegan, by the way. Don't I, I hate I hate vegans, but let's not get into yeah. that. But anyway, like you know, it's like I'm just going to the shop to buy some oranges. But 
when you get into that car, it'll be like, okay, I'm going to go to the shop and get some oranges, but I'm also going to kill 15 people on the way. You know, like, I know. It's, it's just, an occasion. It's yeah. an occasion. Like, yeah. if I hit the, the thing is, though, if I hit the lottery, I would, I would honestly either be stuck between... No, I'd buy both. I'd buy the Pagani Huayra, <laughs> and I'd buy the Lamborghini oh, Aventador. Yeah. And, and if I was I real, Pagani. it'd be the Pagani Huayra. Thank you, Richard Hammond, for showing that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I have a little soft spot for Paganis. They're, those things are awesome. Uh, I tried convincing the wife if I can get one if I hit the lottery. She always says no. Well, <laughs> just, just don't tell her you won the lottery. That's the key. They yeah, say right? a key to a happy is, is, uh, is lying, I believe. I believe that's the same. I better not not ask the wife about that, but anyway. Um, TJS, uh, what is your favorite current car? So my favorite current car comes from the Geneva Mode Show, the one that didn't happen. Because of you know what, I don't want to talk about it. And so it comes from Koenigsegg, or I don't know how it's pronounced. Is it, is it Koenigsegg? Or is Koenigsegg. It Koenigsegg. 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 Yeah. Then I yeah. Jamira. I used to call it the Jamira, but then I just it was the Jamira. And you know the meaning of that word? It's the perfect word that could have described that car. G means um give in Swedish. Yeah. And Jamira means more. So it give more. And that's exactly what the car does. It's got, Absolutely. it's got everything. What, what, yeah. what do you know got? It's got four seats. I mean, it's got 79 horse. And you know, question one corn is there, who's the genius who's literally come into Bugatti's nose and like this tickling. They're like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. What can you do? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he just yeah. said that he was the dinner table and he was talking about his mega GT car and he said, I put 79 horsepower and all that kind of stuff. And he said that mom said, why don't you do it? And call it the Jamira. And it was like, here it is. It's a good car. It's a big car. It's just a simple recipe. It's just from the heart of a car lover. That car is from the heart of a car lover. We need four seats for our family. We need seven seats on the whole spa for our mates, making them jealous. And then we need that kind of look. Yeah, I don't know. This well, might they... be an unpopular opinion, but... I'm more astonished by the fact that the three-cylinder produces 600 horsepower yes, compared to anything else. That's the bit that amazes me the most. I could care less yeah. about the rest. That's some engineering right email. there. I was literally going to email the PR man from Koenigsegg, the kind of media company who gives their press releases. And I was going to ask that my car has four-cylinder and it produces freaking 80 horsepower. You have a three-cylinder in engine, and it's only six on the whole span. Then it was ten Three-cylinder is the three-cylinder turbocharged or supercharged? You'll have to excuse my ignorance. I actually don't know that much about this Koenigsegg. So I think it's uh, turbocharged or quad-turbocharged. Right? I think it's both. I think it's okay. Both. I think I, it is I, quad. I, Here, let me look know, that my up. Memory isn't good. I did cover. You look. You can look the car. You can look there in my article. I actually, I actually covered the car for drive drive. Yeah. I was like, I covered both the Connie's eggs and three or three. I think I covered. Sorry if you get bored, but I covered the Jamiva, the Yesco Absolute, Yesco or Jesco, yeah. whatever it is. Then the Bachelor Bentley. Yeah. And the BAC Mono and the Pendant Serena Batista. So I covered all those cars and. I don't remember, but I think that it's turbo and a supercharged. It's a twin turbo. 
Twin oh, turbo charge. Okay. That's usually what Conan Seg usually does. Yeah, because yeah. I was wondering that because like it's like the um it's I'm like sorry, the I like I like the, I like the Jesco better. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Which one would you get? Jesco or the Jesco absolute out of the two? Oh, I'd probably, I'd probably go for just the regular Jesco because uh, well, I think I think one of the greatest things was uh, I was at the New York Auto Show last year, and I actually got to meet Mrs. Von Koenigsegg and have a conversation with her. And um, I was just I wasn't really much being a kiss ass, you see. But I was just I was congratulating her and her husband for knocking Bugatti off that t- top land speed record because they had just did that <laughs> a few months prior, and. Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, she actually let me sit in the Rimac, and not the not the Rimac. She actually let me sit in the Koenigsegg Jesco. Oh wow, wow. that's awesome. Okay. So that was that fun. And I sat in the Rimac. I'm coming to live with you and just hang out around these cars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, sadly, since the New York Auto Show got rescheduled, I had to reschedule my plans for August to see that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least they rescheduled though. That's the bit that we need to be fortunate about. Like. Uh, they could have yeah, just canceled it. Oh yeah, my gosh, what's that in August? What's so. the one in Sweden? I'm having a brain fart right now. Yeah, they didn't even reschedule that. But yeah, also, at least New York got rescheduled. I think they rescheduled yeah. the Detroit or Chicago auto show. The other I big think so. Yeah. I think so. Well, let's uh let's jump forward then, I guess, to new cars. Um or sorry, upcoming cars. Right. So these are cars in the future. Um, and I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to go first this time because fuck you guys. Um, so, <laughs> no, you're cool. I was joking. Don't worry. Uh, no, the Ferrari Roma is the one I want to talk about because I think this is just an epic looking car. And I know it's, it's quite close. It's coming out like later this year, I believe. But it's like, it's like someone got, got a Maserati. They got a Ferrari and they got like, a, I don't know, like an Aston Martin. And they put them all in a room and said, don't come out until you have children. And then this thing came out. Like, it's just, it's stunning looking. And it's like, this is the baby Ferrari, I believe. I could be wrong there. Like My issue it's a, it's a, with it is, I don't know, it hasn't really caught my attention all that much. Like, I, I, look, at, I look at it. <laughs> And I feel like it should be made by Aston because it looks like an Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's a Ferrari. There's just something missing from it. I don't know what it is, and it's probably just me who feels this way. But there's just something missing. What's missing from it is that it's not in my driveway. That's what's missing from it. Like, I need to. I need to have. <laughs> what's what, what, what's the name of the Ferrari again? The Roma. The moment I saw the Roma, I was thinking... Yeah, if, you, if you haven't it's seen this, Charles... No, I'm yeah. looking it up right now. I'm sorry, because I've been it, looking at the T50 and the uh, uh, Gamera, so I haven't had my focus on the new Ferrari yet. Before we begin, guys, Jason, your background, I think you have the blurred things to where it doesn't... It blurs your background. I don't really? know if that's what you're intending for. Yeah, there's a feature where you can kind of blur it out. I think you have. Oh, that I, see, I see it. Yeah. This there is way. Is that better? Yeah, cool. yeah it's good. It's good now. Yeah, Sorry, back. I didn't mean to cut you off. 
Charles. Hold on, just uh, sorry yeah. to cut through the conversation, and I know I came back in the middle here. Why do they have a blurred your background feature? Is that so I can like happily do this podcast in a brothel or a strip club, or what's the deal with that? <laughs> I would totally do that. I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the music. Best answer to that. <laughs> oh, only Microsoft. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Let's continue. <laughs> yeah. What uh, we we're dropped the Roma. Um, oh, okay. It honestly has way more Aston Martin DNA than it does Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look like a Ferrari. It's, it's like, like it doesn't have that kind of feeling. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It just. And it doesn't no. look good in red either. So it looks. A Ferrari that doesn't look good in red is in the Ferrari. It's simple. No, no. It's out. It, it's like was it the Ferrari Dino or Dino? The yeah. people say Dino, Dino. no. It, Dino, it, Dino. It is apparently it's not a real Ferrari, and I probably think that's not a Ferrari either. I don't, I don't know. know. It looks like, like the Vantage. That's what I'm saying. There's just something missing from the it's Roma. A it's a it, It's a Ferrari. You're right. You're right. You're right. But like bird. Jason, what makes you like it so much? It's because, right, so when, like, if you look at, like, everything up to the 458, right, so, like, the 360, 355, all those cars, right, sure. they were stunning, really, really beautiful cars, yeah, but again, like, Tesla, it was kind of, they were iterations of the last one every single time, like, just iterating slightly, and then the 458 came out, and the whole front end and the back end, they, it was obviously a Ferrari more so than a Roma, but it was a big change, and it, something about it, I just fell in love with that car, it looked far more aggressive and everything, and I feel like Ferrari says it's going to start making electric, all electric cars. Obviously, it'll still have its combustion engines, but it's going to make an all electric supercar in 2025. So I feel like they're, the, the Roma is the first step into changing towards more of that kind of look. So it kind of, to me, it looks kind of like a futuristic Ferrari, but you've that's still true. got the old things You know, and that's, that's, that's it what has it's, Martin it's, DNA. It, it does. Much you'd expect Ferrari. It's like, I don't know. It I mean, almost like centaur. It's more horse than man. Yeah, the, the way I'd sum that up, and I guess the only way I could put that is right. So imagine you're in a hotel room, and for the night, you've got Alicia Vikander, right? And then, you know, that's what your plan was for the night. But she says, "I've invited Margot Robbie." You're not going to be upset about the situation, you know? That's what this is. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Like this is like someone says, "Here's your Ferrari." Oh, and by the way, it looks a bit like an Aston Martin. It's like, oh, well, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, it's not bad. Gonna, yeah, this for sure. I'm not going to complain about that <laughs> either way. The thing is, if you if you remove that Ferrari badge of that Roma, then Alex and I start loving it because it doesn't bother us that it's a Ferrari. We just think, okay, it's an Aston Martin, it's a Ferrari. The moment it has got that logo, it has that kind of huge pressure on it. Yeah, which uh, I and Alex are exploiting here. Exactly. Yeah, it's not much of a right. problem. It's not much I of a problem with the car itself that I have. It's the fact that it doesn't look yeah. like a Ferrari. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, there's yeah. not a doubt in my mind that'll be a phenomenal car. It's yeah. just, it doesn't it look like money. it should be it's Ferrari. Then the only way it looks a bit Ferrari is from the uh, the TT and the California. Yeah. And yeah. Does it have four seats? It does. Yeah. I believe. I think the California has. I think the California yeah. has. The Roma, I think, is a two plus. The Roma, I think, is a two plus two, but in the fact that the plus two in the back will probably fit only people who've lost their legs. But yeah, yeah I think it, it has. Four. Yeah. It says it says here that only be big enough for children. 
but there are back yeah. seats. Yeah. Okay, so. the usual. Yeah. Let's I love when they're like, it's four seat sports car. It's like, no, it's not. They're, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's pretty much a GT car, like everything else that Ferrari's done with like the TT and the California and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Minus the convertible bit. And it's cheaper. I would if they did convertible. That would look very weird as a convertible with the Roma. It yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, what's your favorite upcoming car? Well, actually, I didn't really bring up any of my favorites because I don't really have much of a favorite, just more or less kind of conversation points with the Hummer, the GMC Hummer, the pickup that's going to be coming out. And the bit that I really want to talk about, there's really two things, actually, is if it'll actually beat the Tesla Cybertruck, because those odds are going to come out within a one-year span of each other. And second... They claim that it'll have 17,000 pound-feet of torque, but I've also seen that there's some places saying, like, it's the way they calculate it is different. Yeah. So, like... And yeah, they need to come up with a tire to be able to achieve that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. traction for I mean, that. Or is it just going to just... think if you are in the place of that tire, you'll be tortured. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you I think it's time. No, that's it's time we move away from tires. I think you know we gotta. We yeah, gotta airless find some tires. Place. Back to our conversation with uh, Robert. Airless tires, man. Yeah, we gotta get something that we gotta get something with more grip. I think we should just start making supercars with basically the tires are all made of Pritt stick. You know, so it just kind of sticks to the ground as it drives. I, I don't know if that'll work. Yeah, right. I'm not a engineer, but that would be my advice. Um, yeah, I'd be, rooting, I'd be rooting for the uh, I'll be rooting for the Hummer just because I'm not a big fan of Tesla. Yeah, I'm excited to see the Hummer come out. And also, another thing that I do want to bring up is the Ford Bronco. Will it be yeah. exactly like the Chevy Blazer to where it's just going to come out as another compact SUV, or if it'll actually be what Ford? so far claims it'll be with it you know being just like it was back in the 70s the 80s 90s yeah. sponsored yeah. by oj simpson <laughs> <laughs> do you need to be in a slow speed high pursuit chase after killing your wife <laughs> well the new ford bronco is available now <laughs> it had to be said what is it you can't you can't mention the Bronco without mentioning OJ. The two are completely linked. So you know. yeah, I guess everybody watched it. So well, what's the put a Bronco with... on their force too? Yeah, like what's what's the deal with um? Like I've I've seen it. So basically, they're bringing back all the old electric or all the old names for these new electric soup like these electric SUVs and and pickups. Like they're bringing back the Hummer. They're bringing back the Bronco. They're bringing back, as far as I saw the other day, they uh, Ford applied for a patent for the excursion name. So it looks like they're probably going to bring that back as an EV oh, as no well. Oh, no way. Oh, I love yeah. the excursion. Maybe it's still going to live on forever, or they could just hack it like they did with a few other cars that they had. Yeah. You know? Well, like some will live on, like Crown um, Vic, that will live on as a always uh, top car and whatnot. So maybe yeah. we can do this and keep well, those. Well, the Bronco things. won't be electric, will it? Yeah, is it? Yeah, I could I am 99% sure the Bronco is an electric car. No, I'm excited for Rivian. The Rivian yeah. is, is awesome, yes. I and saw the that new Bolt, I saw that the new Bolt, 
beautiful. It actually oh, yeah. has a, it has a, it has a compartment in the back of it, or somewhere in the cabin area where you can open it on both ends or both sides of the car of the cabin and slide something all the way through. That way, it's like sticking out if you wanted to. <laughs> it was really cool. I might have taken those pictures uh, from at the New York Auto Show, but it was it was a sight to see. And Just going back before, it does look like the Bronco will be electric. So, Jason, props to you. Oh, yeah. But continue oh, yeah. on. I just wanted to clarify that before we moved on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Uh, Tejas, what is your favorite upcoming car? My favorite upcoming car is uh, the T50. The one that will come from Gordon Murray, the man behind that one. Okay. And okay. <laughs> the thing I like about it, it's it's just not that Ted got a twelve thousand one hundred RPM red line. The thing is that it just come and that tell you what you can talk about the Valkyrie, you can talk about the Speedtail, and you can talk about the MG1, but that is the car that is the it's the perfect car to succeed the McLaren F1. It's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. And the thing is that it makes it look, it, it makes the Valkyrie and all look a bit silly. And you won't believe it. You know, the Valkyrie is being developed by Red Bull Racing Team. Who are yes. like third and second and third and second in F1 if you follow Motorsport. And then yeah. Mercedes has been developed by Lewis Hamilton. I mean, sorry, Mercedes F1 team, not only Mercedes F1 team. But basically, Lewis Hamilton, Mercedes F1 team are the first. And Gordon Murray has taken the help of Racing Point F1. And they are nowhere near that midfield battle last year. I've been seeing it. They were below fifth. And then he comes up with a car that literally, I mean, it's just his genius. It's his genius. Imagine if Red Bull and Gordon Murray work together. It's going to be, I don't know what's going to be there. I mean, and then he's got the engine from Cosworth. What is happening? Has he listened to me? That this is my perfect hypergarbage. What's happening? Yeah, right. I, just, I feel like I feel like Tejas is like. A... And it's like these days, you know, even the MG1 has the engine from the F1 car, Mercedes one, and then they limit it to eleven thousand RPM. You're like, boo! Why? It can go to fifteen thousand, at least to twelve thousand, and then go to my car. I'm the daddy. I'm with twelve thousand one hundred. And I even, you know what? I covered it when the first teaser came, the back of the car. And the whole car weighs less than a ton. And it's got, in terms of horsepower, you think that, okay, 650 horsepower, but the car weighs less than a ton. I mean, that is. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen someone this excited about a car they haven't sat in before. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see it take on the Nürburgring. I am, yes. I'm with you there, Tate. Jesus. And did you did you did you say twelve thousand RPM redline? Yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. The hundred is such a such a typical thing for him to do as well. It's like twelve thousand. No, I'll make it twelve thousand one hundred. It needs to be just above. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a what's that? That's a V twelve, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a V twelve. It's a V twelve. And you know what? It was I covered it when it came out in I think December. It came out. It was. And it was that I just played it. I just press release came and I, I saw that I'm coming this car for that I had a word with the editorial team and they said, okay, we are not doing it because mostly they are doing it for embargo and all that kind of stuff. So I said, I'm doing it. And I just said, it's got those kind of thermal maps, you know, that the aerodynamics of a car have. 
Yeah. Oh, turn up on that car. It's so wild. It is so. I was. I just stopped typing and just saw that. And so, oh my God, where do I go? <laughs> talking about and saying this is a ludicrous this is going to be the most ludicrous road car today and I'm going to I'm going to kill all the roads <laughs> I've, got, I've got to check this I've got to check this car out because I've genuinely never seen someone this excited about an upcoming car <laughs> so, yeah I mean yeah, and, and then the, the, the fan in it can actually you know push back yeah. air to give it, was it a long tail effect or something yeah, oh, yes, wow. yes 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 cool. the same kind of effect that the long tails had the F1 GTR long tails it's got yeah. the same effect it's got everything F1 it's got everything <laughs> it's like the F1 battle that now it's on the road F1 Red Bull against Mercedes against Racing Point again, but Racing Point has that kind of a trump card that we have got Gordon Murray whatever you got <laughs> yeah and it has well, I'm a little little worried about that though because cars that are developed pretty much an F1 car What's the use of making it road legal if it's yeah like if it has all of this technology and you're just gonna be driving on a highway and in my mind having like you know what? that long tail fan is just one more thing that could break if it was a race car totally different story the bigger issue Alex, the thing is, well is, the thing is that the people who are going to issues. actually buy the car the people who are actually going to buy the T50 or even the Valkyrie if you're a fan of the Valkyrie yeah. They're going to look at it in their garage, okay? They're going to look at it in their garage. They're going to smile at it and take the keys of their Bentley or their Range Rover and then go in that. It's just like an expensive <laughs> paperweight. But it's, it's, not, it's if not I bought good. that car, I'd be driving it every day, put all the miles right? on it. Yeah. The thing is, we can't buy it. <laughs> yeah, we I know. I think what, 25 are only going to be made. Is that right? 25? And then they're yeah. going to... Yes. And that's, that's actually with a manual gearbox. And then I believe they said that the uh, automatic one uh, with the dual clutch transmission is going to be made somewhere in the future just because, or it's going to be added to their race cars or something like that, if I'm correct. <laughs> okay. Right. So, uh, you know what? We're coming up on like 50 minutes. So I'm going to jump to you. Um, actually, more, I think. But anyway, let's, uh, I'm going to jump to you, Charles, to tell us your upcoming car. And then after that, we'll start bellying out of this. <laughs> oh, man. I was actually on board with Jesus there with the T50. That's why I was turning in the chat because I've been oh, reading boy. up on that. I looked at the Gamera and I looked at the Tejas. Now, if I really wanted to talk about the Gamera, I'm, I'm not all too excited for it. <laughs> yeah. if, if that's the case, if I can go there, if that's possible. And, and not, yeah, sure. I'm not excited about it. Yeah, do that. That sounds way more interesting than 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 anything. Go for it. So what? Okay. Why do you absolutely hate this car? Tell us. I don't absolutely hate the car. It's just that uh, call it calling it the uh, a mega GT car. You know, I remember for almost the whole time, journalists have always said that GT cars are meant for like you know um, comfort and luxury and a little bit of speed, right? Yeah. They're giving the Gamera's almost 1,700 horsepower. <laughs> yeah, sure, you can call it a mega speed, but, you know, like, I feel like they'll, I feel like when you're driving it, you're just going to crash it because the people buying it aren't going to be able to handle it properly. No, yeah. you can't. People don't well, know. They just put their foot on the accelerator. They think they're driving their kind of Seltos or something, and it'll just go only 100, and it goes into 600, and it's bang. Well, yeah, you can fit, fit some wings to it and do a short-range flight, probably. Probably. <laughs> and then, you know, um, 
and it's great that it's a four door. I love how the doors come up. I honestly like its design. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. kind of. And and and, and each door will re- reveals both the seats and how the the seats have their own separate ways of being, you know, just itself and everybody having their own stuff. But I'm just it, 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 for a car that's going with for a car that has 1700 horsepower and all that stuff, it's not going to be comfortable to drive. I don't know. Maybe. And you can't use it all. Very this like minimalistically like has to do with what we're talking about here. But I wrote an article on the Chrysler Me 412, which has 850 horsepower, 850 pound feet of torque from a Mercedes V12 quad turbocharged. That's doable. And it does 248 miles an hour. So why does it like? Why does it need? So much horsepower from like like the Gamera, seventeen hundred. Yeah, that's it, double. Uh, a Chrysler has eight hundred and fifty, and it's able to do two forty eight. So, yeah. what's the Gamera's top speed that they reckon then? Like five hundred miles an hour or something? Or I think I think it was only it was in the middle of the two hundreds. I thought they said they're shooting for somewhere near three hundred. It could. I think they were like, it was around around the. Around the Jesco, not the absolute, of course, that's the record breaker, but it's around the Jesco, it's around and around that. And the moment you talk about cones, I guess about 200 mph, so that, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's well, no, it does 249 miles an hour, yeah, 400 so kilometers, horsepower. So it has the horsepower and it does one mile an hour more, yes. <laughs> what, what, what's going on? Chrysler, even with so, the electric problems. So, so can I just ask then, so Sweden, with all of their, you know, engineers and European engineers that they've probably stolen from Germany, got one mile an hour more <laughs> than Fiat. Let's be honest here, Chrysler is owned by Fiat. Like, so. Well, yeah, actually, to that, <laughs> back the, the concept was in 2004, and back then they were actually owned by Mercedes. So really? it was okay. more or less yeah. of a Mercedes Chrysler. It was actually Mercedes who ended up axing the project. It never got made because the Mercedes executives just finished up the Mercedes McLaren SLR, and they were like, this is going to cost more money, and it's going to be faster than our Mercedes. We don't want that. So they axed yes. the project. Mm. Yeah, they yeah. still would have had Chrysler problems because Chrysler's known for faulty electricals. Yeah. They're known yeah. for faulty everything. Even still to this day with Fiat, they still have the problems. Well, that's, that's, you know, I had a couple of Fiat's when I was a bit younger and, you know, what, what's the old saying? Fix it again tomorrow is the, the thing you say about Fiat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I'm going to wrap up there because uh, I've, I've got to go and cook or something. I'm, the wife will shout at me in 10 minutes if I don't. So, um, cool. So, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, if there's anything, anything you guys want to promote before you go, maybe, or you just want to leave it with what you promoted at the start. Yeah, for me, it'll be set start with North Auto Reviews. Perfect. Okay. Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Cool. Well, what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll put all that stuff in the description um, so it's all there. Um, what this will be uh, up a little bit later anyway. But yeah, so thank you guys so much for coming on and hopefully we can have uh, uh, all of you back at some point in one of the Absolute. episodes soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be on here. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's surprising how like that was... This is over an hour, I think, we've been talking, and it, it, it just, it's so easy to talk to you guys. So I really enjoyed that, and thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you. Gonna, Thanks so, for having uh, me. 
watching everybody uh don't forget to subscribe and like to the carner talks on either youtube or spotify or both because that would be great don't forget to check all of these guys drive tribe and check out their links in the description thank you so much for watching see you guys next week uh Bye. thank you